0: Welcome to Moralia Python Radio, with your hosts, Eric Burr and Owen McIntyre.
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio, number 319, back from Tinley Park. Uh, What a weekend. Uh, Tonight, we're just going to be talking about, uh, yeah, basically the recap uh, of Tinley Park. We'll probably get into... I made a post earlier today that uh, I'll probably touch on a little bit, and <laughs> Owen and I will probably talk on things that we could have done better, things that we did and we liked, <laughs> and things that we will change for next year. All that good stuff. But uh, I would imagine that Owen is probably as tired as I am.
0: But I am exhausted. <laughs> I'm, I'm so exhausted that unlike you, who had the uh, ad off today. Uh, I went to work and, uh, even though, uh, boss man told me to come in like, uh, hour too late, which I did, uh, I spent about half the day there and then he told me to go away because, uh, apparently being dead at your desk was, uh, not a helpful thing. So I did come home (laughs) home early, you know, and that was, and that was nice. You know, I was able to do what I needed to do to get everybody clean because, uh, it seems to be the par for the course is that whoever doesn't get to go to Tinley Park just decimates their cage. I mean, we're talking, you know, flip the water bowl and they have emptied everything they were holding on to in the corner. So it's like, everyone was dirty. Oh, it's, Oh, it's like blood Python. (laughs) Horrible. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. I didn't know the Um, zebra could have that much in him, but you know, he, decided to let loose when I was gone but uh, and then of course all the monitors um, what I usually do before, if I'm going to go away and not be able to feed the monitors is I go get a bunch of insects for them so okay. uh, now all the monitors of course have cleared through their insects and they're wanting to know where the meat is so that'll probably happen tomorrow but yeah okay I am mean, cool I'm tired <laughs> yeah I yeah. got home earlier than you did
1: yeah that's true um yeah it was uh, it's a long ride uh it's what 14 hours i think um yeah and uh you know actually coming home wasn't as bad as going there going there seemed like it was longer for whatever reason i don't know maybe because we got stuck in somebody's driveway (laughs) i couldn't back up
0: right yeah we're afraid we're gonna get shot yeah we looped around. yeah there was that like uh when we went to go get pick up, after you guys picked up me, we went to go pick up Buddy Buscemi and the address we were given led us literally to the middle of the woods and <laughs> uh, we are like, okay, we gotta get out of here. So we ended up yeah. going up somebody's driveway and, of course, we're trying to back up and get out of there with a the trailer on and uh, Matt just decides to forget about it, so we drive on this person's lawn and take out a tiny reflective post. I I was outside of the car at this point and running along the car as we're driving away, jump in the car. There we go. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, we're worried we're going to get shot, but I did put the stake back up as I was running. So we're okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so for people that don't know, yeah, right. So for people that don't know, uh, every year we take the, uh, the pilgrimage out to, uh, Tinley park, um Mm -hmm. illinois and uh we go there for the narbc show probably one of the biggest reptile shows in the u.s um it seems to be the one that most people talk about i know there's uh one out there on the west coast in california somewhere i want to say it's a super show that is probably maybe a little bit bigger than tinley park i'm not sure but um for whatever reason this one was dubbed uh Oh, it's Pomona. Um this Pomona. one was dubbed um uh, you know, the show to go to uh as far as uh reptile uh hobby, the reptile hobby goes. Um so yeah, so me, Matt Owen, and this time we had Buddy Buscemi uh tag along with us uh which was pretty sweet. Um mm-hmm. You know, uh, for those who don't know who Buddy Buscemi is, uh, get yourself from out of underneath the rock that you live under. Yeah, I don't understand. I
0: don't understand. <laughs> He's been on the show numerous times. He's He has his own podcast. If somebody's out there really listening to this and goes, who the hell is Buddy Buscemi? Where the hell have you been? So, you know, welcome to the show, I guess. But Yeah, um, a.k.a.
1: Yeah. the... The real buddy uh, there was the other oh, buddy who was also oh, oh, there <laughs> yeah <laughs> now nah, lots of love. Um, but uh, yeah we, we 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 left out uh, Thursday uh, Thursday morning yeah. and we got there Thursday night. I guess we got there what like eleven o'clock, had some beers some food, went to bed obviously. This whole weekend was not a healthy weekend for myself. No,
0: uh-huh. no, <laughs> but it's like, I love how we got there at 11. And by the time we unloaded everything and got over to Buffalo Wild Wings, it was like midnight. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know, like, which way is up right now. I'm so damn tired. And we're ordering food and we're eating them. And like, it was one of those. such a cluster that I didn't even have a fork I'm eating like boneless wings with a butter knife it's like (laughs) and it's like Dennis is there and he's like so are you guys allowed to have this with your with your diet I'm like the diet is being postponed right now it's like really dude what do you think um but yeah it was not a healthy weekend with uh the quick breakfast every morning of you know fake eggs in the shape of pancakes and uh uh whatever food we could scrounge together for lunch and then of course we ended up going to restaurants for dinner and stuff like that and there mm-hmm. was drinking and all that stuff in between so yeah there was lots of stuff yeah
1: um yeah friday uh was uh i guess pretty unevent well i shouldn't say pretty uneventful. no so, no,
0: uh, no no <laughs> no there were lots of events <laughs> Probably the biggest uh, one
1: that we faced was the fact that we were moved uh I think yeah. we waited too long to uh to yeah. get uh our 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 table payment in there and um so they moved us to the uh, so carpet row is the front was all the way on the other side and we were all all the way on the you know opposite sides of where we usually are and then matt yeah uh he was all the way back underneath um underneath the cat uh, i don't know what you want to call it a canopy or whatever Inside. but it's underneath yeah. there um i i i wasn't upset by it it is what it is i i'm i'm a believe i'm a believer of uh you know things happen for a reason type of deal you know uh matt was kind of upset i think mostly because you know he wanted to hang with us but
0: yeah i, I was turning he did a killing mainly. so <laughs> yeah well i was mainly upset because we weren't near each other like friends you know and yeah. it's like and and it's one of those things where numerous times during the show you and i would want to go like you want to go check something out or and i would have to go someplace and it was cool having howard and jason next to us because then they could watch the table where if we were off on our own it was like it brings a certain dynamic of somebody's got to be with the table and other stuff so i kind of like that eventually uh i guess there was they found out there was space uh, or a table that was not assigned to anybody on carpet row or there was space for a table on carpet row so they moved this back which was nice because apparently where we were in the beginning was somebody else's table so it was a very it, it was one of those things that i'm glad it worked out for everybody um yeah, Matt did make killing. And I kind of liked his little setup in that little corner over there. So, and uh, the Buddy made brother. a good point. You, you <laughs> Exactly. Buddy Buscemi, uh was on the table with him, and so was Keith McPeak. It, and they made a good point is that people remember the corners. Because when you're trying to give directions, it's like, go that way. Go that way. It's, uh, people remember the corners and the end caps.
1: Yeah, it was a lot so. easier to direct uh, people to it. and. I don't know. We talked about it back and forth, but, uh, you know, and we'll see what happens next year, but, uh, I am 99.9% sure that I'm going to go back where Matt is in that corner. Cause I think, I think <laughs> it's just a, it's just a beneficial thing. And I know I'm not on carpet row. I get it, but you know, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I love carpet row. I love the people on carpet row, but, um, you know, the feedback that I was getting is, you know, is carpet row is people see it. And all they also see is jungles, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just jungles. And, and that's sort of what led to my little, uh, you know, recap of Tinley park this uh, past weekend. I mean, uh, there was no inlands. You were the only one with bread lie and you had one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there was no, any kind of, I mean, I think Eric and Dave uh, were the only two with IJs, and you know, nothing. There was, there was no. Um, uh, what's the other one I'm looking for? Uh, diamonds. I, I mean, beside no, no diamonds. Uh, besides coat like tigers and stuff. Uh, yeah. No real coastals. No, no coastal I, stuff. What, I think. I, I think maybe climate. Eric might. No, I know, but what I'm saying is besides a, a morph, there was no. Oh, uh, like you want, you,
0: know what I'm saying? you want like Brisbane's, Rockhampton's, and stuff like that.
1: I think Eric Kohler had Rockhampton's, if I'm not mistaken, and that was about that was it. So, I mean, there was no, no real variety. I kind of felt like uh, the carpet people were kind of like, you know, sales weren't weren't the best i mean i did okay but i didn't really have a whole lot to sell so for me i chalked my you know a couple snakes that i sold up to not really having a variety i mean i had one tier that was it so right um i did more with the calendars than with anything else by the way if you didn't get your calendar at tinley park shame on you
0: yeah now's the time to get it though
1: <laughs> you should uh hit me up and uh i'll get one out to you but um but uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, I don't know. I think the whole idea of Carpet Row in the beginning was like the variety of what was there and what was offered. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I just didn't feel that
0: that this time. What's your thoughts? How, did you?
1: Well, if did you say, I didn't feel
0: <laughs> the, well, the problem is a little bit is that you know uh, a lot of our projects overlap. Unfortunately, because that's just the way we are as carpet breeders is we all have jungles and our jungles are now getting to the caliber of everybody else. Like, you know, it's like there used to be the one guy who had, or one breeder who had the best jungles promise is that now we've all taken to getting good jungles and producing good jungles. So those are all looking the same. It, it to the untrained eye, it looks like every single table in carpet row might have overlap, which is true. You know, uh, but there were things that weren't there. There weren't that many al- albinos on Carpet Row. There weren't any no. that many straight zebras on Carpet Row. I brought one. Balin had some zebra jags. Um, the uh, so it's just one of those things where you know this may be time for the next evolution of Carpet Row where. You know, all of our everybody else's projects that were kind of all growing up start breeding, where you start seeing the different things, the different animals, the different morphs, um, and also a lot of the carpet people are starting to produce things that aren't carpets. So, who's to say that next year on Carpet Row we're not going to have a couple inlands. we're not going to have a couple diamonds, we're not going to have, you know, a couple other morphs that we're waiting for. Uh, maybe even super zebras. who knows and who's to say that we're not going to have on carpet row you know white lips olives smack pythons i mean all no depends on what everybody's working with so yeah like i said it right now it's i guess carpet row was maybe a little weird this year but who's to say the next year it's not going to be totally different that's what i kind of like about carpet row is it all could be something a little bit different especially if our projects start going in different directions but we will have that overlap
1: um <clears throat> yeah uh, you know i again i am not i'm not trying to be negative about it but you know i i the the thing that stood out to me most of all about tinley park is that when i was walking around i didn't find that animal that wowed me i didn't yeah. even find that thing that stood out Must that was have. like holy shit you know yeah. and there was hypo coastals there but you know i'm already in that project so it's kind of like you know i don't know yeah, and it you really did and you ruined
0: that for me because it's like well eric's already in that project so yeah i mean you know <laughs> so
1: yeah it went back to my you know my post really was today was about um you know I, i've said this multiple times like um, I've always went back and forth on, you know, working with as many species of python as I can. Um, it's always been a goal since I was a kid, you know, I'm just fascinated by pythons. I don't know what it is. Uh, you're, you're either a boa guy, a colubri guy, or a python guy. You, I think, oh, and you're probably the only one I know that's sort of like you and buddy are like the only ones that sort of venture into <laughs> other realms, you know, um, where you kind of have it all covered, you know, um. But um, I didn't even see. I mean, there was a couple colubrids. Uh, some some stuff that that was was pretty impressive. Um, yeah. I know I'm gonna butcher it. Pitias. Um Was that the one <laughs> table?
0: Think... Yeah. True.
1: Yeah, and 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 that was pretty impressive. Like big, huge scales. It was it was really yeah. big. Yeah. Um, So the whole goal of the whole thing with the working as many species of Python as I can, you know, I kind of, I kind of stopped when I got to carpet as soon as I started getting into carpets, it became, you know, that was what I was focused on. And and I still love carpets and I'm not going to stop working with carpets. They're still to me, the best Python species um, going, but, you know, I think after seeing what wasn't at Tinley park, uh, push me all the harder to make you know what i set out to do way back when a reality because you know walking around i i didn't see you know i was on the hunt for timor pythons none to be found didn't see any. None, nope. none at all no rings um i think dennis was the only one with olives I, maybe the other guy um jeff Hartwig might yeah, have had yeah olives. He, he had some because
0: uh Charlotte got uh, Olive from Dennis, and then they went and got another one from Jeff
1: to make right. the pair. Um, yeah, y- you know Dennis was the only one with Maclots. I didn't see Maclots anywhere else. Um, not a water python to be found. Um, nope. You know uh, anything that was chondro wise, like was either an import or it was on one of the
0: two buddies' tables. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It was either import or on the buddy tables. So yeah, there you I, go.
1: You know, I yeah. mean Buddy had some you know, some really killer Condros, Buddy Busemi, um had some really killer stuff. Um but uh you know me, I, I I I'm sort of looking for well, Buddy did have northern stuff which was which sort of tempted me a little bit, but um mm. but you know, I I guess when you're looking for that cool animal and that species of Python that, that you know and go there. And it's, I kind of related it to when I was walking up and down the aisles and, you know, I I was looking for, you know, to see if there was a ball python that popped out to me. I was walking around with Bill uh, at one point uh, and we were just looking at different stuff. We went over and looked at the scale of stuff and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, if I'm walking up and down the aisle and I'm not folk, it just all looks the same to me. And maybe I did miss stuff. Maybe I did miss things. Maybe, maybe I passed by things. And that's sort of my point of like uh, the the carpet road thing is like, you know, is it just getting lost that it's all jungles and, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of variety going on. And I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not, Poo pooing it, and I'm not, it's a great idea, and I love to be a part of it, but you know, sometimes, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit. That's why when it originally happened, I wasn't like extremely upset. I mean, I was upset that I wasn't going to be hanging out with the guys, but that's what after the show is for, you know what I mean?
0: Mm. Does that, I, I, I I get what you're saying, and like I said, it's just that the problem is, is that, like I said, we all kind of were shooting to make the best animals we could make and we all kind of overlapped ourselves with all the bloodlines we all bought failing Tigers. we all bought delia scattershot jungles i mean so yeah of course a lot of our stuff is going to look the same but in the next couple of years i imagine we'll start branching out and looking further apart you know i'm not working with ijs so when you start pumping out all your crazy ij stuff you and i won't have anything in common there you know, uh, I'm moving more towards the ghost stuff with the Caramel, uh, head exan or I'm sorry, the, the Caramel exanix not ghost, the Caramel exanix I'm moving towards that stuff, which I know certain people, um, on Row aren't. And, uh, right. you know, I'm just maybe putzing around with some zebras. Other people are kind of dedicated to it. And I know that, uh, I said, uh, it, it's it's going to change. It's going to be altered. It's going to be different. This year, yeah, there was some overlap. But also, I also <clears> did strike out on my brettles this year, which hopefully doesn't happen next year. So it, it's kind of like the perfect storm of odd events could have led to that kind of thing in Carpet Row. But I get what you're saying. If I'm going down an aisle and I'm looking side to side, I see your ball pythons. I'm not going to take the time to really see what's different. It's when I go down the aisle and see something different is when I stop.
1: That animal, you're like, what the hell? And then like, who knows, maybe you see it by date, but then somebody else says to you when you're talking at somebody's table, Hey, did you see X species? And you're like, Oh yeah, man, it's down there on the, you know, and then next thing you know, everybody's coming over to see, I mean, me, me and me and um, Sloop, were talking about it. Um, yeah john pataglia uh morelia trophy club um we were talking about like the first year that they did carpet row they had a gamma jag there and he told me about how many people stopped to look at this animal and check it out and we're like you know people were taking pictures of it and it was just like it created a buzz and i didn't feel like i i don't know if i even felt like last year had that buzz you know, it was just kind of like, and I mean, let's face it. We're there to sell snakes. I mean, that's kind of what we're there to do. Right. I mean, we're trekking out right. all that way. Yeah. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. And I, and I, and I get that. And that's all for afterwards and everything. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to talk to people about our projects and what we're working on and get people excited about it. And, you know, I just didn't feel that vibe from the, well,
0: from the, the other from crappy the part is that you and I, really should have been on two tables because then we well, would have had yeah. room for your adults and you brought the wow animals, but we just couldn't get them out on the damn table.
1: Well, yeah, that's true too. But you know, you know, it was, uh, yeah, that that was a little disappointing, but we had, we took them out from time to time and when people yeah. would see it, they would stop by and ask what was that, you know? Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, And and the other thing that I think that happens, and I'm only going to speak for myself, I'm not speaking for anybody else, you know, I don't know if this happens to them, but when you're working with a species, you become so focused on that species that you just stay in that world. And when you're just in that world, you don't know what's going on outside of that world. And you're missing out on opportunities to talk with really cool people, you know, like, if we never would have ventured out to talk short tales, we never would have met Matt. You know what I mean? Right. And if we never would have met Matt, we never would have met Keith. And if we never would right. have met Keith, we never would have met, we would never would have had the Bolens guys who, you know, Frederick came over and um, uh, a couple of his friends. And we had Casper come, come over. I mean, they flew all the way in from Denmark and, you know, to come over and, and, and check out, you know, and, and to them, we were impressed, but, they were impressed by the show and the show was awesome. You know, it really was. But um, I think sometimes when you sort of step outside of your world, um, you sort of, uh, you know, you venture into meeting other awesome people too, you know, and um, this, the, the the species that they work with, um, you know, I mean, Matt is super pumped about what he does with short tails and he should be put a lot of hard work into that and 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 the fruits of that is starting to pay off um you know and people people are excited about what he has going on and and that's why i think he made a killing you know i mean he really he really killed it and he worked hard for that over many years of building a rep and making animals and having the eye uh you know sometimes i say people don't have a vision uh to see into the future but he did you know it, it paid off for him so yeah it it's more than just putting a, a, a morph a with morph b producing morph ab you know what i mean
0: i would agree and and it's you know it's one of those things where it 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 was kind of a weird thing and i mean like it's, like you said we've talked about potentially getting uh a two table kind of booth thing so we can have a little bit more and Python radio stuff, we talked about getting end caps, we talked about doing this, that, and the other thing, so, you know, maybe we would have more space if we moved off carpet row, eh, there are options, there are different things, you know. I mean, yeah, uh,
1: I'm not locking us into whatever, you know, I know me and you will have to talk about it, whatever, I'm not trying to lock it in on the air, I'm just talking out loud. Yeah, we're going to have
0: a, yeah. So, well, so people know.
1: can understand what I'm, what i where my head is at, you know? I mean, man, it's 2017, right? And mm. there's still a species of Python that hasn't been bred in captivity. There's a bunch of them that are not readily produced in captivity. Yeah. You know I mean?
0: Uh, I don't know. Well, that, 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 no, well, no you're, you're, you're doing away. the same. well you think is you're doing the same thing because like, you know, you, you're, you're, I had this thought in my head eons ago when I was just doing Hamburg and a few other places because there were always the python species that, like, if one appeared at a Hamburg, people would lose their minds because you never see it. And I wanted to reproduce those things. That's why I started doing the fringe species, which was the, at first was carbon python. Carbon python always started as a fringe species. And then, of course, I got into the other Fringe animals, which is like the liasses, the white lips, um, everything else like that, because I want to have something that's different. I don't want to be another table of the same damn ball pythons and corn snakes. So that's what I wanted. And I totally get that because, you know, I want to have water pythons on my table. I want to offer that stuff. Even if there's nobody at the show who gives a damn except for like two people, I want to make sure that I have animals there for those two people. So, there's some people
1: that don't even know what a water python is, though. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, I there's people out there that don't even know that such an animal exists. And yeah. it's just a shame you go there and, and you don't see, you know. And, and and I'm going by feedback that I got. You know, the one good thing is, is that, and this makes me really happy and proud, and Owen, oh, you should be proud, too, is that I saw a lot of people walking around with Morelia Python radio shirts comments to me and tell me that they love the show and you know, that's awesome. So to everybody that did that, man, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, it's it's a lot of work that goes into the show, you know, getting a guest and lining up and topics and this and that and everything else. And, you know, for me and Owen to do this every Tuesday for for a few hours. And, you know, um, I know Owen, he has the opportunity to go and get free movie tickets on the night <laughs> and all this not stuff. Not free, cheaper, cheaper. They're not no, free, cheaper. but cheaper. Yeah, yeah. And, and. And he can't do that and you know, he's sacrificing spending time with his friends and whatnot to you know, to come on here and, and, and hang out and, and do a show. Um, I guess we should have picked Wednesdays, but you know, oh uh, well it's too late time. now. No, <laughs> we're, we're not
2: moving. It. No, no,
1: I'm
0: drawing a line,
1: all right? <laughs> you know, we moved
0: it once for him. We're not moving it again, you know. All
1: on the flip right. side, another good thing that I saw, I have to, I have yeah. to say this, is that I, there was, a, I want to say his name was uh, T.J. Wh- what Whistler was that it? The big, it was the big white. Um, he had everything was white, big huge display. Did a lot of corn snakes. Uh, he had a variety of stuff on, on the mm-hmm. table, um, but he had a clutch of angolans, which was awesome. You know, oh, I mean, that's
0: where you guys were all over the bumpy ball pythons. Okay.
1: Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, but, uh, that was cool to see, you know, I, yes. I, I, I don't know, man. I just go back to my days when I, when I went, you know, first started getting back into it and I went to that NARBC that was in Valley Forge or wherever the hell it was. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I went there and there were so many different species of, of, of reptiles and you're just like, what the hell? And Your mind was blown, you know? And, and, um, I don't know. I think I think we fought, you know, carpet python sort of fell into the to the world of, uh, you know, uh, I guess, morph driven. So it seems, you know, I mean, I don't know. Am I wrong to think that? And I'm well, I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not bashing it at all. So I hope people aren't taking as, you know, I'm not doom and gloom or saying that you know, carpet python morph and or anything like that. No, they don't. They're beautiful. I love them, you know, and I, I love what's been done with them, but there's other stuff besides that. And it, it sort of feels like it fell into the, um, uh, the whole, uh, ball Python way of, of doing things, if you will. And maybe I'll get flat for that, but that's okay. I'm um, I'm willing to stand by that,
0: you know? Well, I would say um, that in the next coming years, that will probably shift because, you know, those different localities are becoming more readily available in different species. You know, uh, okay. Obviously everybody's been focused on making the blackest of blacks and the yellowest of yellows and jungles, but we're there now. I mean, there's really no room for improvement with those guys. So what's next? Well, maybe we'll start messing around with coastals some more. Or uh, what was that Andrew Paris was saying is that he's more excited about IJ's, as that you can start that now too. So who's to say in the next coming years we're not going to start seeing some really good expansion in, you know, IJ's. Maybe we'll see some insane colors and different lines of IJ's that people would be wanting for. That then eventually mixed in with the morphs would make even better looking animals. Same thing goes with coastals, inlands, diamonds. You know, there's a lot of room for stuff that some people just haven't started yet or the projects are still growing. You know, for all the thing I used to talk, you know, for all I talk about being a coastal guy, I do not have a single locality of coastal. Right. Why do you think that is? never got into because, them or what? Yeah, I would love to get into them. It's just that when money came down Time, to this space. and the other thing, well, well, here's the thing. You got cash and you got space. So, do I got, I, I have enough money, for, I need new mail to breed with my coastals and right. I have one cage open. There's no point in buying a Brisbane. What the hell am I going to do with them? Cross them with my other ones? That's stupid. But hey, right. this, insert this thing here that I can use in this project, this project, this project, done. So, yeah, I think I would need more slots to be open. But depending on which projects I want to keep and which projects I don't want to ditch because we're at that point now where uh certain things may have to go by the wayside. You know, I have I only have I can only fit a certain number of cages in my room. So, you know, maybe I'm not the guy that works with IJ's or diamonds or something. Maybe I focus more on coastal.
1: Ah. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and no, it's nothing wrong with focusing on jungles either. I'm not, you know, exactly. that's awesome as well. You know, I mean, um, so uh, I just, wear, I just worry sometimes that if it's kind of like oh, all in that, that, that thing, it's like hard for a person to, to digest. And I, I could be wrong, but again, I'm just going by the feedback that I got from people. Uh, you know, I, it. sometimes I think that we're so wrapped up in our side of the table um, that we never take a second to look through the world uh, of, of the reptile show, um, you know, through through newbies eyes or through the customer's eyes or through the person that's just walking through his eyes. You know, I mean, well, and you know, well, all the I thing
0: you also need to understand is that when Carpet Row started and the Gamma Jag was there, no one had ever seen a carpet like that before, or at least the general public hadn't. So it's like, who's to say the next couple of years when somebody busts out an adult hypo at a show, people aren't going to go nuts for that. Right. And you've said it before, the adult display animals bring the people. So I would almost want to be like, maybe... I should have just left one tier at home and we did one tier, one tier tower and the adult displays, you know, limit, limit what I bring, limit what what we bring to sell in order to promote the species a little bit more by bringing the adults to show off. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I, you know, that, that was advice that we got from Keith and I I was like, God damn, how can I never have thought of that? I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just, really smart to do but you know yes not a lot of people do that and it's it's, it's really hard to sell a newbie on a on a freshborn carpet python it is they just they're just not going to get it you know and uh, they're not they don't have the flashy ball python colors as a baby and you know retics are another one i mean they're hard to compete me you and jason were talking about that uh after the show uh in the bar it's like yeah. you know you have retics bows and ball pythons which you know some of the colors that those animals get you know um, and and that's and, kind of my 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 fear with carpets is that we become ins uh, take morph A breed it with morph B get morph AB no selective yeah, well, breeding for-
0: at unfortunately all. <laughs> that's the formula when you're the outside looking in so the um like it, it there's only the outside looking in, so uh, when you get in here, you find that there's room for that kind of stuff and there's all that different adjusting so it it's really kind of difficult, and the problem is that a lot of the animals that I sold to people, I think I sold a bunch of animals, including myself, mine and Amanda's, but I think I only sold one to somebody who had never had a carp Python before.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's another thing that like we really as a carpet python community really needs to focus on trying to get new people into it because mm-hmm. we just can't keep selling it to ourselves, you know? I mean, there comes a point where we have to start growing the community or it's going to become saturated. You know, Agreed. if it's not so, already saturated. So, how do you do and, that? And how the, do you get the best that way to draw in that?
0: You, bring, you we got to bring the adults. Right. You gotta and bring the adults. Ha- that's what brings people to the table is look at this gorgeous example of what an adult one of these looks like i mean i right. always used to bring at least one adult to a hamburg show because it was i, I brought it as the thing of this is what the babies are going to turn into this is usually how big they're going to get and also it helps draw people in right the other thing is that when i first started there weren't that many acrylic displays that had adults in them. I mean, there was always the uh, the crappy sweater box or the, the 20-gallon tank, but there are right. a lot more adult displays now. So there are a lot more adult animals for sale on breeders' tables, and there are also a lot more adult animals on breeders' tables. So that's something else. You know, yeah. and also you can sit here and say that there's a it, – it's almost like a wheel. Every species mm-hmm. tends to take a turn depending on what the market's all about. You know – and for a while there, we may have been lounging in the lack of luxury saying that none of the larger species were being sold, really, because everyone was afraid of the retake ban, the burn ban, and all that other stuff. That's gone now, or for the most part. So a lot of people are kind of getting into that again. So, you know, yeah. and Boa is, is, uh, had a resurgence recently. So it's their turn this year. Who's to say that next year isn't going to be ours? You know?
1: No. Yeah, I'm not I hope you're not taking it this like again. I'm I am i do no, no, we're going to fight later. Work. You and I are getting in the driveway
0: <laughs> bare knuckle boxing tomorrow night not, and then Madison I'm, Square Garden. So it's just
1: it's always been um a passion for me uh as far as, you know, these different species of pythons and stuff that, you know, um like I said, there's stuff out there that still can be worked with and hasn't been. And, you know, I think that it, ultimately, if I stick to that goal, I think it's going to make me a better keeper in the long run. Uh, and it's going to make me a better host on Morelia Python Radio. Because right. for me to talk to people about species that they bred um, and never have bred them or even kept them or even seen them, I don't know. That's kind of hard, man. You know, Um hmm.
0: <laughs> I, I would agree. And I would also point out that it, it's funny when you sit there and you think about it is that every guy on carpet row has fringe species, has offshoots. Yeah. Have something, things that aren't normally worked with, you know, uh, Balin had Timor pythons for a bit. And then I think he's got a bunch of other stuff and retics and things like that that he's working with. Howard loves his, uh, red beaks snakes. Yep. And they're awesome. And you don't ever see them. And the reason he's all about them is because you have to get, like, you have to track down the one guy that has, like, captive hatched babies. And he buys, like, as many as he can because he, all the other ones that come in are, like, disgusting imports. And he wants to build those up and breed them because he finds them fascinating. Right. So, and I think th- – It's full go of ahead. it. I mean, everybody – it's, like, one of the things is that, that – if you are somebody who dedicates your entire collection to one species, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And, you know, it, 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 the variety is the spice of life. So having the different animals, having the different species, and potentially working different angles on all your species is what makes it enjoyable. It makes you don't burn out. So if, if you're yeah. somebody who has an entire room full of, I don't know, they'll say rainbow boa if you're not even tempted to go get like, I don't know, Dominican Red Mountain Boa or Puerto Rican boas. Something that's start with start with something that's close to what you have and expand out. You're you're gonna enjoy it more, I think
1: yeah yeah absolutely and, and that and again, I'm not saying that my what my goal is should be everybody's goal because it's gonna take a lot of time and space and all that kind of stuff and that's that's a yeah. big commitment and you know a couple of times that I've started this down this path, then something would come along and I'd have to make room for such and such and then clear it out and then you know so I could make room for you know this other project or, or this right. carpet python thing or whatever and it's like you know i keep beating myself in the head because you know i'm like god damn if i only would have hold, held on to these or if i only would have held on to that And now i have to start all over and try to find them and you know for me what was exciting this weekend and i get it nobody understands it and i don't expect them to um, but I picked up a pair of African rock pythons and no African rock pythons. Yeah, nobody does. And I get it. I totally get it, you know, um, but they're impossible to find. You can't find them right. anywhere. Um, right. So I just so happened to be stumbling upon some kind of classifieds for the Tinley Park. And, you know, somebody said that they had uh, rocks available and it was like, holy shit, you know, holy shit. I finally found somebody that has them. Um, so I contacted the guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They're so fucking awesome. Um, you know, it, it's, it's like, I never thought that I would have them again. When I was younger, I had them. I was, I, it was like, it was like having a morph Burmese Python without it being a morph. It was just right. so cool
0: looking. It, you, um, you got a so, bread lie of the Burmese Python world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I, I was so, yeah, exactly. For all <laughs> intents and purposes, they're exactly the same. But yeah, they're not <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, okay. and um,
1: you know uh, I had them out today I was handling them I, I, dude I'm just so excited to have that species and now I don't have to worry about if they're in Pennsylvania or whatever blah 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 I have my pair This is, you know I'm, I'm good
0: um, right if they ever try to ban them again we're still good I got Yeah, you. and it's not and, like
1: and I would go I wouldn't breed them every year or something, but just the fact to go through that process and see what it's like to breed a big snake like that and what is what, you know, how does it how does it compare to breeding a carpet python? How does it compare to breeding a children's python? You know, now these are things that I'll be able to to do and 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 who knows maybe i'll breed them a couple times and then maybe i'll say okay i'm gonna get rid of the male and just keep the female or whatever blah 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 or you know I, but but the point is is that i would have that experience and now i can i can i can i can use that to my advantage on figuring out you know some of the more difficult species and how they All work right,
0: so here's my question to you uh-huh you have a ton of Morelia a ton yeah. of different morphs and a ton of different things. Sure. And now you're expanding on all these different species of Python. Are you going to slim down some of your Morelia morph projects to make room for all these different species of Python?
1: Probably what I, you know, I've been, I've been trying to do it before, but, you know, I, one of the things that keeps me from advertising stuff like that is, like, I just don't know where the market is. Like, for instance, mm. you know, I have heck granite right? I have a, but I also have a caramel jag at granite female. I have a caramel zebra granite visual. I have a granite zebra male. So I have all these different things playing (laughs) with the same thing. And now I have visuals of things that I have heads for when I don't need these heads. I would much rather, you know, move them on, but here's the problem. I do have somebody that's interested in them. I don't know what to charge. I don't want to charge them too much. I don't want to charge to charge
0: them too little.
1: I know what okay. I paid for them, and I know I'm not going to get what I paid for them. But that's that's part of that 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 whole thing of where I'm at and what sort of you know stops me from moving ahead with that. You know, I
0: understand, um, but it's like, uh, but then it kind of comes down to the whole thing of that if, if you have an, a, a larger breeding a, breeder size animal carpet morph taking up a cage that could be used for I don't know, uh, Savu Python, right? Do you would you ditch some of the carpet morphs you're currently working with in order to have room for the different species?
1: No, uh, I don't. I don't. I, I would just slim it down to what I need, and not the right. extra
0: ability. Trim of, the fat. Of,
1: yes. You know, I've talked about you with this a million times, and you smack me yeah. in the head every time and say, why do you have I this? Do. You have this, this, why and this. Why do you have striped red lie when
0: you have striped yeah. red lie? Right. stripe looks interesting. I'm like, you're stupid. So, you yeah. know, yeah, exactly. we had that conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know, and I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, if you're going to do all these different species of python, you're going to run into, do you I'm sure sacrifice I will. a Morelia project?
1: But don't remember, I have three rooms, you know, true. The one's not built yet, true. but, like, you know, no, I mean. And, uh,
0: how many rooms can Dory really count at once? I mean, you know, it's fine. That's true. I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she just don't let her count. It's fine. But uh, the other thing is <laughs> that also certain projects you might be willing to let go by the wayside when you know you have somebody, you know, close by or you're close to that's also working with the same thing.
1: I would never get out of uh, a carpet Python morph project per se that uh, – because I right. think this is the thing that I've I've done and I regret doing, and I'm not going to do it. Um, and right. I'm not saying that I'm going to have all these species of Python within a year. It's, it's not, it's not going to happen, man. You know, this is something that's going to take years, and- you know. But here's the thing. I already have – I mean, I counted them earlier today. I think – Uh, What was it? Uh, I'm working with 26 different
0: species currently. Jesus.
1: That's a lot. Okay. And that's what I have in house now. I'm only working with 14
0: or 15. Yeah. You're almost double what I got. But the, the thing is also, you know, you also have a large flat backyard. So I yep. assume the idea of maybe potentially a building.
1: Maybe at one point. I mean, I don't know. Again, I, 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 I'm, I'm really in the process of this again. This is, let's think of it like this. This is like a journey for me, you know, and this is where I'm going to and this is my goal. Mm. That doesn't mean that, you know, like I said, it's not a goal that's going to be done in a year. You know, I'm not going to, it's not like I can go and acquire all these different species, but like, I'll give you another example of a species that I've been after forever, forever. Is orange head Sumatrans. Orange head Sumatrans. The only ones that you could ever find would be the ones that were het caramel albino. And I didn't want caramel albino. And Rob turned me onto the sky. Trace Harden, um. Who just so happened to be at Tinley Park? I went by his table. I got a killer pair of these things I'm so excited to have them because they're just first of all, the one thing that I love about Borneos was their orange head um, right. <laughs> and now you know they got that Python type of look that you know uh me and Matt were talking about it, and the look that I like when it comes to Borneos is probably different than a lot of like what most people like, like you know they like the uh uh, you know, that side swiped, uh, you know, ocelot looking type of, look, you know, ghost type of stuff, which is all cool. But, you know, again, if I, if I'm going to limit myself to a pair of Borneos, I'm going to get the ones that, that just rock my world. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Like,
1: that doesn't mean I'm going to have 15 different kind of Borneos. I, I wouldn't, I, I'd have to have it. My whole house would have to be snakes, but to have a right. pair of them is it? that's, that's, a different story, you know what I mean?
0: So, that's true, where my and if you're just and if you're just known for if you just produce that one type, like you're not trying to hunt down all the different morphs of African rock, no. you've got the African rock, it's checked on, you know. If you do, when you if you do, or when you do get Burmese python, you'll probably find that most obscure, random Burmese python that it, you know, of a locality, weird thing, and you'll be happy as a clam, you don't need albino labyrinth, whatever the hell is, you just check no. that off the list.
1: I want, but, I want caramels. <laughs> That's it.
0: Uh, uh, okay. So you'll have the caramels. So you'll breed the caramels. So you just make caramels and it doesn't yeah. matter to you what price caramels ever hit. You're just going to keep breeding your caramels. It's fine. And who's yeah, to say I that mean, maybe not, down the road, you're not known for caramels. I mean,
1: maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I it's just, I don't know. Uh, you know, again, it's it's just the goal of where I'm at, you know. I, I would I am not gonna go and sell all my diamond pythons so I can make room for, you know uh seventeen bowl and I, you know? Well it's, that's embarrassing. It's,
0: so there's gonna be a box <laughs> delivered to your house that I wanted you to put all the diamonds in. Um more of that. Just <laughs> yeah. Push it off um, the side. Yeah.
1: But I am lucky uh, that I have Mm -hmm. a cold room, a hot room, uh, you know, and and that makes keeping the variety a little bit easier, um, you know, and I'm sure there'll be obstacles and stuff that will come up. You know, me and Matt were, I I picked Lon's brain uh, the one night during the, one of the, one of the nights we were at the bar about, you know, like the whole, you know, just using the room heat. and and what he does and how he does it. And like, you know, just like, because Lon, you know, the one thing that he kept saying was, is that he doesn't get any slugs and he still cools down. Like he goes through the season. Isn't like he breeds all year long or anything like that. Um, But there's a lot to that. And I know Matt was talking about wanting to go that direction. If he's not already there, I can't remember if he said he was, he was doing it or if he's on his way there, but regardless, um, you know, and and that would work for what they do, per se, because, like, Lon, let's see, Lon has short tails, ball pythons. He has, you know, a lot of liasis stuff. He has carpets, you know, all, the, all that stuff. So he can kind of probably get away with that. Would diamond pythons fall into that realm? I don't know. Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. I, it's hard to say. Would, you yeah. know, one of the things that me and Matt were talking about is I was asking him, like, how, what he's going to do with retic's. Because from talking to the retic guys, you know, they seem to need a little bit warmer. Um, And it requires a lot to heat up a large snake and it requires a lot for them to cool down. So, you know, these are all things that, again, you know, that's how you learn uh, by keeping them, you know, and researching them and, and, um, you know, just trying to get that spark back. You know, like sometimes when you go to a show like this, you kind of like – if you don't have the, the greatest success, you're kind of like, and I, I don't know, is bum the right word? What's the word? Owen? and like, I, hey, I, I would know, say I can, so. It,
0: well, you know, you second guess things. Yeah. You know, if, if, if I go to a show and I don't produce, or if I don't sell anything, then yeah, I second guess like that, you know, this year uh, or this Tinley park, I didn't sell a single caramel. So I'm like, well, maybe we don't do that. We don't do a caramel bearing this year. But then I also remind myself that the week prior to Tinley, I sold every single female caramel jag I produced this year, like in the span of a week. So it's like, okay, right. maybe we should. But it's like, you know, maybe I limit it to one clutch because I like that idea. You know, having two caramel clutches kind of sucks. It's like you gotta you end up with ten caramels that last over from last year because you have four from this group and six from this group. But out of one clutch, maybe only one or two make it till the next year. And then they're bigger and they're brighter and that helps them sell. And so there's a lot of that stuff. And, uh, especially in my thing where my females tend to have larger clutches, it's, you know, how much can you handle? And, uh, do you wholesale this in order to raise these up? So There's a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, but it 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 would definitely kind of mess with your head a little bit sometimes. So yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: And <clears throat> um, you know, I like you know in the cold room. You know, I'd like to produce bread light. I don't even care if they're this, that, whatever. You know, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Just the fact that you produce them. Um, is cool. I mean, think about it. Yeah. You produced them.
0: How how, how, yes, how, how did
1: it feel when you produced them?
0: You know what I mean? Well, were you, I, you were the, over the, the moon. Exactly, and that's the thing is I, I, I love my carpet pythons and I love producing my carpet pythons. I love breeding my carpet pythons, but I'm always a little bit more excited for that species I haven't produced, the one I haven't made yet. You know, I want the Mac. I want old face white lip like i want the things that are not bred here because i'll be able to be like holy crap i made it holy crap i did it you know um so yeah that would be one of those things i would like to do in a couple yeah. of years uh, i'm going to be looking forward to trying to breed my blue beauty snakes because i'm like that's a colubrid species but right it's a colubrid species that i haven't bred yet but, well, and you know what, every collie species I've tried to breed, I've gotten it, but we never tried Asian rat snakes before. So, we'll see. Well,
1: here's the thing, uh, you know, mm. and just observing you, right? So, like, you know, we talk about carpets. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're just, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh-huh. You start talking about, like, you know, bu- blue beauty snakes or, or, mm. you know, um. Uh, 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 bamboo rat snakes and stuff like this. And you're like, oh, you know, (laughs) you light up, you know, and that's kind of like
0: different. It's like, yeah, I'm surrounded by carpet pythons all the time. So yes, I understand. And here's the thing. I am excited and I do love my carpet pythons, but you know, the beauties act differently. They are a different snake than any other snake in my collection. Right. My coastal carpet acts just like my other coastal carpets. It's like that's, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe that one's got a piss poor attitude, but that's pretty much all you get. But, right. you know, it's like uh, even the bread light, well, it acts like a carpet python, except in wintertime. So, you know, it's just uh, the way it is. I mean, and of course, I was obsessed with my diamond pythons when there's something brand new. And I love my roughies because, again, it's something you don't normally they don't act like anything else in in the collection.
1: That's another one. No roughies, no rough scales at the show. Not a one. Of course not. Of course not. Not a one. That species has been in the, you know, in the States for what, close to 10 years now, right?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And, you know, I know a lot of people are working, you know, I know it's, it takes a while, whatever, but you know, you would think that somebody would have them, you know, um, but you know well, how how I, happy I, how how happy are you gonna be when you produce rough
0: scales? You I ain't quit. gonna give a shit about I anything I else, dude.
2: I You're I gonna be doing. <laughs>
0: I'm and, gonna hear you, you from The, process, <clears throat> the problem is, is, that what I want to see more than anything is that apparently, when you let roughies maternally incubate, you can see the impression. Of the mother's scales on the egg, right? Because of the keel, and yes. apparently it looks awesome. <clears throat> so I'm sure. like, I'm want to I'm like, I want her to keep the eggs for like a week or two, just so I can get like that impression. Then I'll take them the hell away from her.
1: So you know,
0: <laughs> then, then it's like for that. That two weeks, I'm gonna be going crazy. So, um, but yeah, I will be over the moon. I'll be over the moon if I produce gold face white lip. Not even my favorite white-lip. You know, it's that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, that's another species. Like, I've never dealt with them. I've, I've seen so, yours. You know, I've held
0: them yeah. and whatever.
1: But, dude, I would love to work with them. I would love dude, to have ha- a pair captain of them or born whatever. Bread,
0: which, I've, unfortunately, I'm talking to Dennis before the show, and he's ruined uh-huh. this theory for me. He goes, you right. do you know your adult pair is a captain born and bred." I'm like, "Do what? And he's like, they're from this person, this person, this person. I'm like, son of a bitch. He goes, yeah, they're captive border bread. So the whole theory of the, the captive border bread gold face, light lips are like, so much nicer is a lie. <laughs> it's
2: like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that window has been shattered. So it's like, crap, <laughs> you know, um, but still, I, uh, I, 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 one of my favorite species.
1: Yes. And I, I really geek out about just the the whole like the what makes the, the thing tick more so than, right. uh, you know, what it the paint job or this or that or whatever. And I think the only way for me to sort of scratch that itch is to, you know, do what I'm doing. And, and, and again, when I say when I said I was like. God, this is back so long ago. I remember the book. I want to say it's by uh, Stafford Pythons and Boas. Dude, I was so like flipping over the moon. I mean, I still have the book from when I was a kid and it's in pieces, you know, because of looking through it so many times. Right. Um, And just like seeing these different species of pythons and like Walmart is another one. Who had Womas there? I didn't see any. Uh,
0: there were like maybe two or three all on, like there, there weren't baby Womas. Let me put it that way. They were, they were all semi older Womas on. So somebody's table when they had, uh, you know, 18 million other things and, uh, they were all in cups. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, I hopefully will produce womas this year, and that's the species again that I've never really done. So yeah. I would, I would like that. So
1: here's the other the other thing where we'll we'll just even jump back to just carpets, right? So yeah. you know, it seems like the focus, and even myself, I, I'm I'm including myself in this group, is that so focused on taking morph A and putting it with morph B and making A B, like I said. Something like a jungle jag is lost. Charlotte was the only Mm -hmm. one in the entire place with jungle jags. And I bought a female and I I had to have one because, dude, you remember the very first beginnings of Carpet Row and Mo had jungle jags and they stood out. It was like, oh, my God, this neon freaking yellow snake. And it was like, holy shit, this thing is amazing. Where are they? who had jungle Jags there? Nobody, but Charlotte. And she yeah. didn't even have that many because no. you know, they were all pre-sold or, you know or like it's hard. She did have an adult. She had the, the so she did it right. And you yes. know, everybody that walked up to that was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. You know?
0: So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and Mo Mo used to come to, uh, Hamburg, and it was like their seas or their jungle of jags are all glowing yellow. And here I am trying to sell like pure coastal jags. Right? <laughs> yeah. Huh.
1: Is that going to look like you know, that? Orange at best? Probably not. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh,
0: crap. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and that, but that's the thing is, that, it's all different. And, you know, uh, it's, with readings and which alterations, you can get close to that kind of stuff. And, within yourself so
1: yeah yeah i don't know just some observations like i said you know good bad here there whatever um and it's just my opinion i mean you guys can disagree and that's fine Um, uh, but uh it's just what i took from the show and it just kind of solidified it for me um what i've been toying with and going back and forth and i'm happy man i feel excited I, I i feel i feel happy about it and even though i only sold i only sold one snake so it wasn't like yeah. you know i had a killer show or whatever but at the same point i didn't really have a lot of variety
0: um uh, well to but also at the people. same point at the same point i've that we've been there where you sold like three or four of your albino stuff and i sold like a caramel, you know, then like, I'm like, Oh, woo-hoo, I broke even like, you know, all the money <laughs> that I've spent to get out of here. I have now and made back. It's like, that's all that's, I wanted. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm fine yeah. with that. And even if I lost money, it still yeah. would be okay. Because I think that, you know, going out there, number one, I get to talk to people like, you know, Keith and Lon and Matt and buddy and, you know, all these guys that have been doing it for a long time and get to pick their brains and, you know, uh, that's to me is priceless, you know? Uh to talk to yeah. these guys like Frederick and Casper and uh, you know, um
0: you know I Casper, holy shit. I enjoy, man. I what really an exciting enjoyed dude. seeing Casper. I you really know, enjoyed seeing was, Casper.
1: He was the only one that was excited about my African rocks. <laughs> yeah. He was the only one It's been he's like
0: I've been oh, doing so long. <laughs> and I I didn't think about how long it's been since we've seen Casper, but it's like I it's been, like, four years, and it was like yeah. he came running up to us and gave us a hug, and I'm like, you know, I missed Casper, so yeah. it was it was a fun time, and it was a good time, and always a good time to see, you know, the friends and, like, the Morelia family, and there's a reason we didn't call ourselves that. It's, I know it's stupid and hokey, but come on, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Tinley, and I think maybe we would have a little bit or feel even a little bit better about ourselves without having to make a sale if we brought some of the adult animals and kind of set up a booth that was part sale, part, you know, I don't know, NPR roadshow, you know, here are the, here's what we talk about, here are some of the things we've, we have and we produce and this is a lot, this is a morality that you may never have seen before.
1: Yeah, that's why I brought what I brought. I brought those yeah. animals for a specific Here's reason a because I I, I knew yeah. that nobody would have diamond pythons. Um Stonewall. and having seventy five percent diamonds don't count.
0: No, nope. <laughs> they don't
1: count. No, they do not. Pure diamond pythons. Um,
0: yeah, you know. I even brought gamma stuff. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is killer. Don't get me wrong. And uh, you know, that's the other thing that me and John were talking about. Just like some of the people that, you know, some people may say, why haven't I bred my gamma jag? And, you know, he's from, uh, you know, he's Bear. old enough to breed, blah, blah, blah. Because <gasps> he is <to> me. <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> to me, um, he, uh, he, what do you call it? Uh, John put a lot of work into that project, man, and being mm-hmm. very selective on who he bred to what. And I think that some of the people that did get some of those animals didn't take that same care and consideration and, you know, you're just using it because it's the name or whatever, you know, just to sort of, you know, Jay, check it out. You know, It's a gamma line yeah. jungle jag or whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, but it doesn't have the same wow factor. So I'm very particular on who that animal would go with and and make sure that it's still Morelia Trophy Club. I mean, there's a reason why he's called Morelia Trophy Club, you know, his animals are trophies, yeah. and that's how he would look at it. And, you know, uh, so that was kind of important to me to make sure that you're just not throwing an animal together just for the sake of producing it. Sure, I could have probably put it to a couple different things and probably said, you know, this is Gamma line, whatever. And, you know, people would have bought them. And uh, to me, that would have ruined the name because people would say, ah, oh, man, this is bullshit. You know, this gamma stuff loses its color after the second generation and doesn't seem to be re- uh, able to be reproduced. And yeah, because when you put an ugly snake to it, what do you expect? To f- what do you expect to get? <laughs> you know, Yeah. So. You know? um, The cool thing that happened with us, too, was, which went very well and, you know, it was pretty cool to, uh, you know, as far as Morelia Python Radio goes, is um, we got to uh, do an interview uh, from uh, Brian Cusco from Triple B TV, which, what an awesome guy, man. Uh, Super positive.
0: You know, the the, the two of you seem to be cut from the same passion-inducing cloth.
1: <laughs> you know, right it's, it's the guitar man it's that it music. Had to be the
0: music dude <laughs> I, I, like i mean like and the guy I, I I totally like the guy was instantaneously likable he was all about this stuff he was um that like i said definitely brought his own passion into the room and he just was excited just to be there he wanted to meet with people talk about stuff show pictures of everything And then he says that he wants to do an interview with us, which was, you know, uh, my mother always said I had a face for radio, so I don't know why we were going to do television, so. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was cool, you know. It was. He's just an awesome guy, and like, you know, he was infectious, man. Like, when we were at that back spot when we were at that back spot, he came over and I saw him and I also have to give a shout out to, uh, Garrett Hartel. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, those two guys that came up, you know, Garrett, he came up and he, we were talking super dwarf retics and like, I never would have met these guys. If I wasn't, you know, if I was just in my carpet Python world, I never would have met them, man. (laughs) You know, I, I, and, I, that's, that would have been a shame because they're, they're they're awesome guys and and to sit there and for him to talk to me about super dwarfs and you know all these different reasons on why you know super dwarfs are you know still coming out the big and blah 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 and all this stuff and you know and again it helps the show because when I can go and talk to to people like this and get these people in front of uh, or well, I shouldn't say in front of, but on the show, so that people can hear what they have to offer, because we have a platform that a lot that that allows that word to get out there, and um, you know, it's pretty awesome, and we should have those kind of people on there, um, so right. that 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 the other people listening to the show will know uh, about these people. But anyway, Brian, um, you know, I know he's good friends with Riley. Um and he was the one that and for anybody that doesn't remember when they had the the South no yeah, the Southwest Carpet Fest, right? He was the guy that went there and had the drone footage and did the vlog and it was like real professional and whatnot. Yeah. And he went out there and he hung out with those guys. He ended up picking up a, a carpet python or whatever, but everybody was really impressed with his video and you know, very well done and uh he went to his first carpet fest and dude that was cool. That was awesome yeah. to see somebody that, that, that got to experience that and it's not necessarily in the carpets. Um but uh, you know, I was happy with that. I think I think that went well.
0: Um He was you know, he was very happy with the uh interview. So
1: yeah, he said we were yeah. uh we were pretty professional. I would hope that we were. God <laughs> I mean, damn it, <laughs> after, after six, six, years, six years you figure <laughs> year we did
0: something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um you know, and, and, and going and doing these shows and like, you know, uh I have to throw this out there too. Uh Keith uh, again really impressed me. He had really nice Amazon tree bows, but he had these like acrylic almost look like cookie jars. Yeah, You know, and it had, like, the, the the branch in it, and it had some cypress mulch on the bottom, and a little water dish, and there was that Amazon tree boat sitting in there, and, like, it was like, holy shit, that's a wow factor, man. I was like, wow, that's 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 really cool.
0: Um, uh, I mean, he could have easily done just, like, I don't know, deli cups or something, like, everybody else has done, or... Something like that. So, you kind of want the extra mile to have this really kind of cool setup for his Amazons. And uh, Buddy Bissemi also got his uh, acrylics, those really cool Chondro acrylics that he had. I absolutely loved. So, yeah. And if I were to really ever cool. do Chondros, that's how I would set up a display for them. So,
1: would you do roughies like that? Yes. Yeah.
0: There you go. Yes. Yes. Cool. On the little, uh, little sticks looking adorable <laughs> and a little roughiness and then no and there, one would be able to buy them <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> um i i'm sure i'm forgetting people i can't think of you know we talked about garrett keith matt ian oh. ian bissell came up from florida uh which was yep. cool to, uh, to hang of, out with him
0: speaking of roughies uh david d was there
1: Yes, Dave D was there. Um, a bunch of Condro guys. Uh, yeah. Different Condro guys. Uh, Gary Shavino was there. Um, who else was there?
0: Um, uh, Josh Swessel uh, was doing, uh, oh. he was helping us. Oh, dear God, dude. dude he, he was helping us, us lot, out man. throughout the entire thing. In the beginning, he was talking about he was trying to get us to help moving the table. He actually physically helped move the table, um, he was hanging out with us the entire time. Uh, he took the blackhead that I had for sale, um, which he's hopefully going to try to produce blackheads this year now that he's got that boy. So, you know, I'm yeah, glad that was it really went nice to him. Blackhead yeah, it was, but you know. <laughs> Rob so. was
1: saying that he went over to see his collection, and the uh, he had a Moluccan scrub that the head was like humongous.
0: And yeah, was, he was like, that really big girl. Really impressive. Yeah, and I think he
1: got a a titty twister from uh, one of the blackheads, <laughs> if I remember Funny. right. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's,
0: you know, there, there's cool stuff like that. We got to see everybody. Um, and I loved it. So,
1: yeah. It's always a good time, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's always a blast. Um, I, uh, it was good to see, uh, you know, I was glad that Eric Kohler came out. Uh, that yes. Was, that was, that was cool to see. Um, you know, uh, Andrew Paris, obviously, he was there. And, uh, you know, when, I, um, Uh, What do you call it? Uh, You know, when Andrew's getting into IJs, that something's up, you know? (laughs) Something's wrong. Yeah. That man has a fever.
0: I mean, something. Yeah. He sees the writing on the wall, man. (laughs) No, damn it. Well, like, he comes over with these IJs, and I'm like, you used to be so beautiful. So, you know, he's like, like, don't look at me. I'm like, it's okay. So, but it was, it's, the, the Like you said, the room for expansion, the room for uh, alteration hasn't been done. All this stuff's been done with Jungle. You know, like I said, you can't make it any more yellow. You can't make it any more black. So maybe it's time to start trying with a different thing.
1: Yeah, there was, uh, I got the list of Kondro guys um, and girls. Uh, Joe Janovitz, Rod Love, David Newman, uh, which David Newman and I were talking about music for, you know, which was pretty cool. And I didn't get yeah. to, to talk uh, music with Ralph polensky, which, by the way, Ralph hooked me up. Holy shit. He brought me in a fours uh, hypo bread lie. Oh, my God, yeah. man. If you're looking yeah. for a bread lie, hit, hit this man up. Yeah. God.
0: This thing Freaking was sweet. This thing's disgusting looking in a good way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, John Irby, Bart uh, Ullman, uh Dale Jewell and Alexis was, uh, was there too. She's a condrohead. Yes. She She's yes. considered a she head, was,
0: right? She was talking to me about because I think Reject, the last right? Tinley, well, no, no, <laughs> different. The last Tinley Park, I, I said like because she does poison dart frogs, and she okay. was all so excited because she actually found species at Tinley that she had either never heard of or had never seen in captivity. she ended up getting like two or three different frogs at Tinley. And she and I have been talking about uh, poison dart frogs the last time. So she's like, how's your setup? I'm like, oh, I didn't get any. So then she yelled at me for like not like. You know, I'm like, oh, I thought I was too stupid for them. And she's, like, she's like, they're really easy to set up. And I'm like, I don't really like fruit flies. You can feed the beetles. So I'm like, I'm out of excuses. She's like, good, go buy frogs. So yeah, that's pretty much how that went. But um, yeah, she's definitely there. She's a contrahead. She's also uh, into the frog stuff. So it's cool that she got to find some weird stuff. It's almost like I'm a little jealous because she got to find, like, this super rare, super cool, never seen captivity frog, and I can't find the same thing in a python. So... (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Um, Hmm.
1: What else? What else? Oh, so, yeah, we should go over what was raised. Uh, The highest raised, you know, in the auction was Um, $96,000. So... This is how it breaks down. I mean, this is a personal best uh, for the auction, um, and it was pretty cool. Um, they made it. They raised two hundred twenty bucks for IHS. Uh, they raised four thousand sixty-five for Rattlesnake Prevention Trust. Uh, Forty-six thousand two hundred seventy-eight for USARC. Um, but the big thing is that they raised forty-five thousand eighty-three dollars for Joe Hub. Uh, to pay yeah. for his uh, eight-year-old daughter's funeral and medical bills and all that which uh, which was pretty awesome to see that side of the reptile community um so for everybody that contrib- contributed and um you know uh, was a part of that you know thank you and i'm sure everybody you know joe thanks you and mm. it's just awesome to see you know that's that's a sucky. Uh, what can you say about that situation? I mean, you can't really say it's, anything.
0: Yeah, you really can't. I mean, it's really just one of those things that you you hope no parent ever has to go through. So you know. Yeah. And and I am very happy and very proud of the reptile community when they do come together with things like this. You know, uh, when they came together with all the auctions for Rico. Um, it, it, it's kind of reminds me of that kind of stuff. It's like, we do, do, do tend to try to take care of our own. So,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, trying to think what else, I don't know. Did anything else stand out to you? Were you,
0: um, I would like to, I'm going to pick other buddy's brain because it's like, I remember my first show and I remember coming out of it, knowing, a lot of things that I would want to do differently. And this is a guy that has seen, you know, almost all of my shows and he's been to numerous ones that we've bended together, you and I, and all of this stuff. And it's like, I would want to know what his take of it is. First off, what's his take of Tinley Park and what's his take of his own setup? You know, what would he change? What would he do better? And for all I know, he might have an idea that I've never thought of. Sure. Also, I also I need new lights. That was probably my other takeaway from uh, Tinley Park this year: is my lights suck again. So, like,
1: <laughs> like
0: every Tinley, I need like better lights. So,
1: well, if you, luckily, uh, I, um, I Matt gave me the link, and uh, I was able to score a pair of those lights. They're pretty awesome, man. So. Yeah. I'd definitely yeah, try to score some of that. Um I don't know, the you know, show equipment, I think we need better banners, you know, um tower uh, displays like, for adults, you know. I, I liked like your that.
0: idea of if we have tables um kinda near each other or or we have tables uh we have like two tables with with uh, the ability to put banners behind us, doing the rogue banner, the EB Morelia banner and then the uh, Morelia Python radio banner kind of doing it that way to kind of draw more attention to your table yourself and other things like that so
1: yeah Uh, um, I think that uh, you know some of the professional not that we weren't professional I'm not saying that but like some of the uh, the more catchy uh, looking I mean, Matt's table looked freaking awesome, but I think what we, what what I learned is, is that you definitely need a table. you know, like you need a table and I need a table. We're at the point now where splitting a table just doesn't work for what we're we're trying to do, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll just have to figure out, you know, uh, little details and each time just do it a little bit better. So
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: good stuff, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else, but we can cut it short if you want. I know we're both exhausted from the long trip. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know we're, we're
0: both like, I don't think I can talk anymore. We're going to talk about shit. <laughs> it's like hey, I got Um yeah. I would say, uh, to, like, I, I would say cut it short. I would say um, that uh, thank you to everybody who stopped by our table at Tinley Park to convey that they listened to the show um that they liked the show uh even if you just came by just to throw a joke at myself or eric like you know wander by and say he's not that short or um you know uh anybody who took one of rob's t-shirts uh thank you for your continued support of the show and of us at Tiffany park and places like that uh we'd love to see you guys out of more places
1: Oh, yeah. One more thing. Our trip wouldn't be complete without the drive home and a snake getting loose in the car. <laughs> yes! God damn it. I forgot about that. It's going to be like um, a
0: tradition now, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm excited for my next show, even though it's like I don't even know when the hell it's going to be. But uh, I want to try to get some more improvements. Because the thing is, like, I at least get the, uh, the hamburgers and stuff in between to, like... Yes trial run crap you're like didn't work and I'm like well <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you're like better year. luck next year I'm like that sucks it's like you know I'm like Here's next a... month we're gonna do it different so
1: yeah you know the one thing that I uh that I did that I um just just thinking about different things, right? So my mm. logo is kind of like silver, metallic, and black. Like that's the yeah. whole idea of my logo. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I I was thinking about it. And I'm like, why don't I have metallic silver uh, pens for what i write writing on the showcase? So I ordered a bunch that makes of those.
0: Sense. Ah. We'll see how that
1: turns out because it will be against the black. I think it will pop. I don't know. Maybe it won't work. Maybe it will. But well, – uh, and-
0: so And I've kind of thought of that stuff too, where it's like, uh, you know, when, when I'm ordering the lights, I want the white ones because most of my logo stuff is black and white now. Right. Right. Which is cool. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it's all those little details that, that make a huge difference in the presentation of, uh, of you to, you know, um. The reptile world, you know, if they walk up and you're sort of like, just throw shit together, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess this is cool. (laughs) You know, in my night, in my early days, I used to say shit like, you know, the snakes
0: will sell themselves and blah, blah, blah. That's that's bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. That's total bullshit. Their parents will sell them and then what you have, what you look like will sell them. So. Yeah. um.
1: But, the snakes uh, don't
0: sell themselves till they're two years old. So. I think
1: what I'm going to do too next year, I'm going to I'm going to get a limited amount printed, but I'm going to get some EB Morelia calendars,
0: um, just because. Wait, uh, wait, wait! First off, I didn't even get my uh, Morelia Python radio calendar. Um, at yeah, the I know. I
1: put it in your box.
0: Thank you. I will look through it once I get it.
1: No, I gave you two. One. Oh, goody! <laughs> the one with the red spiral—that's the fun one. <laughs> I'm
0: uh, I'm gonna have a Don't... long discussion with Casey. <laughs> so uh... I'm just gonna just gonna throw that out there, but I will yeah. wait and I will show people tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, but the reason is, is because, you know, I think that maybe that would be something that, you know, maybe I could give out to a customer or, you know what I mean? Just like just well, something like that. It's,
0: and that's why, and that's why I had the t-shirts, you know, and I didn't really want to, I don't really want to do a calendar because then I would feel like we're taken away from the the radio show calendar, but like sure. maybe a freaking poster or something. I get what you're saying. Something. Yeah,
1: just something, something that you could give away to, I mean, yeah, you so.
0: know. Maybe, just, maybe what we'll, we'll do is we'll counters. get one of those, well, maybe we'll get one of those hot dog launcher guns, and we can just throw <laughs> like, whatever python we don't want, and we'll just be like, you, and you get a ball python, boom, and, like, you get a, <laughs> uh, like, you know, just, we'll just do that. I mean, that'll scrub be. Scrub python for you. Yeah, boom, like, yeah, we can, they, they have those, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Options. What do you think yeah. about that? From and, Python, uh, Radio Python
1: canon. Yeah. The other the other thing I'm gonna try to do, which upset that I didn't think about this until I forget who I was talking to, and me and you were talking to somebody. I think it's when we were sitting outside, but we were talking about doing a round table and we we're like, Well, what better spot to do a round table than at Tinley Park and we could yeah, pre record the show <laughs> yeah. and then just <laughs> upload it on um you know, on Tuesday so people could hear it. So I got to figure out, I got to work on getting some um, uh, podcast equipment on the road and then we could just kind of find a spot, sit around and and do something like that. And so, so we might, we might try to put something like that together It would be really cool because I think sometimes when you're doing the round table with multiple people, you're not all together. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, like talking over each other and all that stuff. So if we're all sitting around, you know, we can really get into it and record it, and, and it, it would be fun, so, yeah. so we're going to see if we can work on something like that, and a live broadcast from Tinley Park is just, that's just a bad, bad that's just bad news, because, no, yeah, I mean, like,
0: we we wouldn't do it at Tinley Park, because there's a lot of noise and a lot of stuff moving around, and uh, the last time we tried to do some sort of live show, it, it, it at, at ICAST, it fell apart, so, yeah, my recommendation would be something for maybe a Friday night or uh, uh, like after setup kind of a deal before anybody gets too involved or too into the whole party thing that, that is Saturday. So,
1: yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the ideas that I got from the show. I'm sure there'd be a bunch of, of different stuff, but all in all, I think it was a great show. It was great seeing people, great talking with people. Um, You know, uh, it's always fun to see the people that you haven't seen since carpet fest, maybe last Tinley or whatever it is. But um, it's, it's always awesome to meet new people too, you know, for all the people that came up and, you know, uh, some first time meeting you guys and telling me about the podcast and all that stuff. We, we really do appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for, for everything that you, um, do to support us, and uh, we try our best, man. That's that's yeah. that's all we can and, do. We try our best.
0: And Chad Gray, if you are listening, um, I need oh. a jar of yes. the grape moonshine, green, and I'm pretty hooch. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Eric wants a jar of the grape juice, purple hooch, dude. So um, <laughs> I
1: was trying to <laughs> explain to my wife that. Holy shit! That was, I was like. <laughs> I was like, well, we walk up to the table and Chad's like, "Listen there, motherfuckers, you're no, gonna drink down some hooch. <laughs> you're gonna which drink down some hooch." Number one. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I guess we're drinking down some hooch. You're gonna drink it. Don't be, don't be a sissy, you know. And I'm like, oh good, shit, good, I guess big we're, oh, old sip. Dude, it tasted <laughs> like awesome. it wasn't like grape juice. It was like grape drink. And yeah. You took two sips of it and you were like, you felt all warm and fuzzy inside. It, <laughs> it, it, it didn't like,
0: and it wasn't like a moonshine that like came over and like cracked you over the skull after you took the sip. It was like, oh, this is tasty, which is dangerous because then yeah. like, you drink a jar and then your legs don't work, so uh-huh. it's like you know, he it was awesome. And Chad's like one of my favorite snake breeding people, so like I wish oh. I could be like as crazy and bearded as him. So yeah,
1: he's. He's an awesome dude, and he's kind of doing the whole thing of what I'm talking about. So, like, I look at these guys, like him and Ryan, uh, Ryan mm-hmm. Young, and Nick Mutton, and you know, all these guys that work with all these different species, and you know, nail it down. Of course, he has the condro bug as of late, uh, but
0: uh, <laughs> right, it's all good. he was mad that he didn't get the one that was on Rob, uh, uh, Rob brought. He was kind of mad he didn't get that. So, yeah, so. But
1: uh, good stuff, good stuff. So that was that. I guess uh, check out in the next couple days, uh, Triple B TV, uh, and you can see the interview that we did with um, uh, with uh, Brian. And, uh, uh, you know, you can make fun of us for being on TV, but I, I think it went pretty good.
0: I, don't <laughs> I think we do... did a good job. Now, here's the thing. Are you going to watch it? Because I'm not even sure yes. I can watch <laughs> No, I can't listen to us. You want me to watch us? Are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: yeah. I I I'd have to uh I definitely have to to watch it for sure, you
0: know. Um, I might force he, myself and then be mad. So,
1: yeah, he does a a blo- a vlog, and he does Triple B TV. So, if you get a chance go over check it out. He's a he's a really awesome guy. Um uh so you know, show them some, some support. Um, but, and let's see. Da, 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 oh, why is,
0: Why am I being shown pictures of Karibos? Oh. See? That's what you talked oh. about, man.
1: Karibos. Yellow-tailed mm-hmm. Karibos?
0: I want black. I want black tail. That is dangerous shit. <laughs> Someone say Karibos. Yes, I did, Well, yes. Yes, I did. I... No, no, no! That's enough, no. We need to end the show show immediately before I end up accidentally buying a pair of Karibos I'm not paying attention to, so... Oh, what, they have have
1: some for sale?
0: No, they better not. I didn't click, but, um, (laughs) you know, apparently Riley says to get some, so... He says they're flipping so amazing. In a few years. All right, there we go. I'll wait. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, here we go. Ugh. All right. That's Python uh That's us. Info at Morellipythonradio is our email. Any suggestions, comments, uh, you want to tell me I suck, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm not as short as you thought I was. Whatever you want. Uh, I was so happy. Know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I said uh, next year when we take pictures behind the table, we're going to pose it. So like just your head is showing. So it looks like you're that like, <laughs> you need to peek over yeah. the table. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the little troll doll. So it's, it's Yeah, yeah like that. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Good.
1: Uh, good stuff. Um, yeah. So that's that. As far as myself, Uh You can get in touch with me at Eric at dot. Check out my website. Um, you know, I have, uh, obviously all I have is citrus tiger head albino stuff. If you saw something at the show and maybe, you, you know, you wish you would have got it, you know, just get in contact with me. We're getting to the point where I'm not going to ship anymore. So, um, yeah,
0: it's coming soon.
1: Yeah, it's coming soon. And breeding season is coming soon and all that good stuff. So, uh, if you're sitting on the fence, I do payment plans, all that kind of stuff. So just, you know, get in contact with me and, uh, we'll see if we can hook it up. Um, next week we have a diamond Python special episode, uh, which should be awesome. Um, uh, favorite species of mine. We have Josh Easter and Greg Heim. Uh, so that should be cool to talk to those guys about breeding, um, diamond pythons right before we go into, uh, diamond Python breeding season. Um, they're really one of the only couple of guys that really work with them exclusively. Um, well, Greg, uh, Josh doesn't, but he works with other stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that's next week. Um, I can't think of anything else. I'm going to throw out uh, Reptilinks uh, are shipping every week now. Uh, go over to the website and you can check out when um, when when the, their cutoff day is. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, com. I will say that I did order uh, some quail. And some African saw from them. Oh, man, it was on point. Good stuff. Glad that uh, nice. I could get it. I messed up on the size, though. I got too big of a quail, but I have animals that will eat it. But it, that's the first time I ever had quail or dealt with quail, and that mm-hmm. yeah,
0: was pretty cool. So good well, stuff. Well, if you got so the African for... rock pythons. They'll eat everything. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's pretty exciting
0: man i'm pretty jazzed about that
1: anyway uh that's all i got
0: cool uh what i got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com you can go check us out and search rogue reptiles at facebook.com and that's all i have um we i will be attending the hamburg reptile show on the twenty. 3rd 26th that weekend right then and there it's one of them um, situations uh will be the 21st uh that's saturday so uh i might be vending i am trying to get a table Uh, apparently i could not get one fast enough so uh if not any animals that you want to purchase can be delivered to hamburg for free Uh, as well as I will be updating the website very soon to include all the 2018 breeding pairs. That's all I got. That's all we have for you guys tonight. So we'll say thank you all for listening and we'll catch you back here next week for some more Morello Python Radio. Good night.